Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 60th, yay, <laughs> episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in. Hello everybody, welcome to April's bonus episode. As you guys know, every Sunday I release a bonus episode, which is a Q&A for um, <laughs> things you guys send me through the podcast Instagram. So make sure you go ahead and follow it at the ST Podcast. And now that we're talking about the Instagram, if you want to check out today's setup for this week's episode or for this week's bonus episode, then make sure you head on over there as well. And now that we're talking about the setup, wow that i don't know if that was a good segue or just a really confusing segue honestly at this point um it is a friday afternoon and as you guys know the past couple of weeks have been really chaotic but this episode is being recorded like on time which brings me a lot of peace because i'm not like running with it last not necessarily last minute but like later than i usually would which is still like with a good amount of time but it just feels odd so yes this is a friday afternoon it's actually the friday um like from spring like how do i explain this like i'm officially on spring break <laughs> like i just finished classes it doesn't really feel like that because my last class was really it was something <laughs> um so i'm not like in that mood and you know like i'm not gonna go out or anything today because we're gonna go visit my grandparents so this week i've stayed at home to like avoid you know like placing myself in risky situations and everything so yeah that's going on this week i had a virtual school so you know that was that <laughs> don't have too much to say about it and yeah right now i'm just sitting on my bed i changed my sheets last night so we've got like a fresh cover on it which feels really nice my back's kind of hurting i need to fix my posture and i've got my macbook in front of me with the presentation pulled up i designed it on canva as usual and it is super pretty this week and as for the tea finally we're getting to the point of the tea talk as you guys know i love taking tea from the marriott hotel um because they have a bunch of stash tea and here in medellin you can't really find a stash tea stash is the brand um so i collected a couple in my last visit and i am slowly going through the flavors however i'm starting with the icky ones you know like if you listen to all of my tea talks you know that i am much more of a gal of like fun fruity flavors i'm not really attracted to those grandma flavors and today i'm drinking earl grey which is definitely a grandma flavor it's not that repulsive like i'm not gonna lie when i had the english breakfast one i kind of wanted to throw up but this one is pretty good it is really dark which scares me because i feel like i'm drinking from a void <laughs> um but yeah it just like looks like really thick but it's water so yeah that you know messes with my head <laughs> and the mug i'm drinking it in is this red mug which is you know the mug that it reminds me of christmas because it's red on the outside and green on the inside and it's a little bit like shorter and yeah it's pretty heavy like the material it's like really thick i suppose because it's heavy so yeah that's like the tea talk for today and now that we're talking about like mugs i have a special announcement some of my friends have been asking me like Thea, where do you fit all of those mugs for your podcast in your house and i can now provide an official answer um, my mom just redid the cabinets in the kitchen so now there she put like an extra shelf so there's much more space for mugs now and there's even like room left so if you want to give me a mug like we have space okay <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to clear that up <laughs> 
Okay, just had a little a tea break. <laughs> Let's get started with the questions. So for this week, I am not going to be going through too many questions, partly because I didn't receive many, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll just take our time with the questions we do have, and if this episode is a bit shorter, that's okay. So our first question comes from Eohe, and she says, Do you believe in astrology? If so, do you know your sun, moon, and rising? The answer is yes, I do believe with. No, I do believe in astrology. <laughs> and I personally think that, I mean, I align with my sun sign, which is like your main sign. Um, and, you know, like I've always known it since I was little because I feel like that's something everybody knows. So whenever I had like an Instagram horoscope post pop up my feed or like signs, like things about the signs, like I would read it. So for a couple of years now, I've really like understood what Capricorn is known for and what sets it what sets it apart. Because I'm a Capricorn, obviously, <laughs> and I really, really, really align with it, and I identify with so many of its traits. So yeah, that has been like something that boosts my belief in all of this because I personally identify with my sign, and I think that like astrology in my life is a very light-hearted thing like i'll read the posts that pop up in my feed like i follow quite a few astrology accounts and i you know i'll read them i'll have like a good laugh i'll often post them on my finsta stories so that people can like learn more about certain traits like about me <laughs> so yeah i mean i feel like i don't want to say it's fun and games because it's much more serious than that but i take it very lightheartedly and i don't put too much pressure on it i personally think there's no harm in checking it like i think it's fun i don't guide like major decisions of my life based on it but i think it's another fun element to incorporate into your life to like complement other aspects of it and to guide you in a different way if you're looking for something like that but what i cannot stand is people who have a superiority complex just because they don't believe in astrology like i i'm so over it you know like i can't stand people who at, who treat people who do believe in astrology like they're dumb or like it isn't science you know like i mean i think that's like <laughs> it's valuable and a lot of like research does go into it and like who are other people around you to like discredit this you know it, it just seems a bit harsh and a bit insensitive and i feel like i mean people do this like but you know it isn't it's another thing that shouldn't be justified like criticize people for religion you know i feel like all different beliefs should be valid and accepted and we should tolerate them and get rid of like so much prejudice and just like stereotypes meaning that you know if people believe in astrology then you know like they they let that take all the decisions in their lives they're totally absorbed in it they can't see people for anything other than their sign because i don't think that's true i think that even people who are a bit more invested in astrology like shouldn't be just like treated that way or discriminated that way or just be frowned upon for their beliefs and their practices and also not all astrology believers should be put into that box in that category of behaving that same way so i just needed to make that little disclaimer i even have a book well technically it was my mom's but she gave it to me when i started talking to her about like astrology the other day and it's in spanish spanish <laughs> it's called adn cosmico and i haven't read it but it's like with the other books that i want to get into so maybe i will get like further into astrology at some point 
I just think it's like a really exciting world and realm. Um, what I will say though is that what I do know is very much like based off of my signs. Like, yeah, I I am starting to delve into like my moon and my rising, but I I dominate like my sun much more. And even for like other suns, um, I'm not that much of an expert either. Like, I just know like the main stereotypes, of, like the most notable signs. But you know, I'm not like. I've focused much more on myself. I wish I could have an expert with me right now, just like checking, like verifying everything I say. Because just imagine that every sentence I'm saying in this segment ends in a question mark, because I really don't know too much about astrology and I don't want to be spreading misinformation, but I'm just trying to speak from like my experience and what I've picked up so far. So, you know, if I do make some mistakes, please forgive me. Something that I do want to say is that like, you know how there are sometimes like pages on Instagram that post like your horoscope daily and sometimes it's like, today you will have to make a big decision. Uh, and you know, like I can read that in the morning. I always wish that I could just remember like at the end of the day that I read that in the morning to be able to verify if I did make a big decision that day or not, you know, like <laughs> I feel like in the moment you can, you know, like be really captivated by what you're reading in your horoscope, but forget about it five minutes later. So I would just love to be able to recall that so that I could go back and see if that was actually true or not. I don't know, I think that's a really like curious element within all of these like predictions. And now that we're talking about all of this, I like when I was reading this question, a memory came to mind. And back in like 2019 when I was in a local robotics club, like I, I remember that what we would do every day is like in break we would gather on the stairs outside of the workshop and me and a couple of friends would all gather around and one of us would open up this astrology page on our phone and we would read everybody's horoscope and it was really interesting because we would all just you know listen to what it had to say about other people and maybe like make connections in our head and they would talk about things that related to that and it was just a really fun bonding experience so like back then i definitely would check my horoscope really frequently and i still follow that page right now but it doesn't like show like the algorithm doesn't show it to me that much what i do get a lot of still is like things about the signs you know or like memes with the signs i love i think it's astrology Ugh, i'm not sure but it's this really big instagram page of astrology and it posts like memes <laughs> for different signs and or like cute stuff and like you know generalities and characteristics so i think that one is really cool and it's helped me learn just like the main traits of my sign so to answer your question about my sun moon and rising i actually got like my natal chart my birth chart sorry i don't know what it's called <laughs> i did it like back in january but i didn't save the results or anything like i didn't screenshot it um so the other day i took it again while i was in biology class actually <laughs> and let me share all of that with you the friend I took it with back in January like explained everything to me. So like the houses and what each planet meant and like all of that. Um, but I don't remember. You see, that's why I say I need like an expert here to correct me. So my sun sign is Capricorn, which is an earth sign. My moon is Cancer, which is a water sign. And my rising is Leo, which is a fire sign. So let's start with Capricorn, which as I said, is the one that I like know about the most. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine gave me like a necklace with the constellation and it came with this card 
that explains a little bit about like the sign and i framed it because it's so cute so it basically says capricorn and it says that it's from december 22nd to january 5th no 19th it says that it's a sign of oh here it says earth and water can it be both i don't know i don't know <laughs> and it says that we are characterized for being responsible disciplined discreet like we have self-control skills we are good managers we like tradition family and music and i resonate so much with each of these elements and like other traits that i know like from the top of my head are just that we are very hardworking. we tend to be like serious people we can seem a little bit cold on the outside but once you get to know us we can be like really warm and friendly so yeah those are kind of like the main things about capricorn and yeah, as I said, like I really identify with all of those things. I have talked a lot on here about how much I love traditions and I am a big fan of music. I love putting it on in the background. Exploring and discovering new artists. I would love to consider that I am like a discreet person. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely do consider myself like responsible and dedicated in everything I do. So I think that, you know, this sign is very much an accurate reflection of who I am and like who I like the values I identify myself with so yeah I feel like another reason why I love astrology so much is because I feel seen and heard and I love like personality tests and everything I love somebody affirming like telling me who I think I am you know like affirming those beliefs I have in myself and just like yeah just feeling like it really adds up and like it makes sense and that's kind of like the sense of security that astrology gives me so to delve into like my moon and my rising i am going to be reading off from like these websites because as i said i don't know enough about them to just like speak off my head <laughs> so i'm on the webpage called liveaboutorliveabout.com so first let's do rising signs a leo rising wait a minute wait a minute oh yeah i am a rising leo <laughs> sorry i got confused there so um let's read what this has to say it says leo rising guys and gals are bright and shiny dramatic and do everything up big leo as a rising sign should be called fortunate when you're at your best you're confident generous and attractive to others because of your warmth i love thinking that <laughs> with leo rising you've got the radiance of the sun leo's planetary ruler at your front door that's beautiful <laughs> you are friendly and upbeat and have the ability to light up any room with your smile <laughs> i sure hope so <laughs> you carry yourself with confidence i wish <laughs> and are naturally encouraging to others i do like to think that your responses are spontaneous i like to think that as well with enthusiasm that flares up suddenly your joy for living is contagious that is adorable <laughs> and this wins you many friends i hope so I am overall like heartwarmed with that description. I really hope it is true. I mean, I like to think of myself in many of those ways, but I think that, you know, like I hope people around me can say the same. So let's continue reading. Light up a room. You take pride in your appearance in your appearance and like to stand out. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> people remember you because you have a heightened presence. Yes. <laughs> this can offset any shy tendencies elsewhere in the chart. You entertain with over-the-top gestures or with eye-catching outfits. Uh, definitely. <laughs> you come alive in the spotlight, making you natural at acting, storytelling, teaching, or politics. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Your self-regard can be too much, and that's when folks call you an egomaniac. 
egomaniac, I don't know, uh, I hope not, you tend to relentlessly toot your own horn, I hope not, or the horns of your offspring, and you take a particular, you take a particular pride in your children, awesome, I don't have kids, everything you create is an extension of yourself, that is true, and you'll want it to bear your unique signature, 100%, you can find it hard, therefore, to collaborate or play second fiddle to strong, to stronger personalities, that is very true, if your pride is wounded, you retreat and can be depressed over it for a good long while. That is also true. <laughs> Being called out on so many levels. You'll hide until you're ready for your comeback. Ooh, and emerge smiling once again. Yeah, I think that's pretty true. You can be selfish and throw tantrums. <laughs> and you can be stubbornly wed to your way of doing things. That is 100% true. But you're an inspired fire sign, and that's contagious. You're also generous, and you have a big heart, and those qualities of bombast are easily overlooked. You're attractive because of your lust for life, personal flair, and ability to energize those around you. Yeah, I do like to think of myself like that. Demanding of self and others. Ooh, <laughs> this is important territory. You have high standards with this Leo stamp on your personality. You get the Leo ambition, along with the charisma of a natural-born leader. I like to think myself as a leader <laughs> you're a strong-willed boss but also have an instinct for encouraging others oh you want to be i think that's true i think that's true you want to be surrounded by people who make you look good yeah i kind of do so you're somebody who is constantly cheering others on i like to think of myself like this is just me saying that to everything <laughs> you like cheering others on and putting a light on what makes him or her special yes i try to do that if there are other grandiose factors of the in the chart, you become someone who exaggerates her own achievements or takes credit due to others. Uh, I hope not. You have a healthy ego, but it goes too far when not balanced with a sense of your place in the scheme of things. A strong Leo will make things happen, but if it's used to intimidate others, you're, you'll quickly get bad PR. Ugh, I hope that doesn't happen to me. You're able to create a powerful brand from your persona. Yes, that is 100% true, but we'll have to watch that it doesn't become a blast weapon used against weaker souls. Oh, <laughs> that's known as throwing your weight around to get what you want <laughs> and using the strength of your personality to get in. A negative Leo rising needs attention all the time and sulks if it's not the quality presence they require. I think that's not me. I think even if I do crave attention, like when I don't get it, like I'm pretty accepting to that. Leo has that regal attitude. Oh my god, the water is boiling. Can you hear that? Sorry about that. My sister started boiling water and she like didn't hear it. <laughs> um, you know what I'm thinking? I'm really glad that this week I didn't get that many questions because this is quite a long answer. Anyway, as I was saying, Leo has that regal attitude. And at its worst, it comes out in disdain for those they see as less amazing than they are. Ugh, I hope that's not me. <laughs> so it says, personality traits. Sunny, Playful, affectionate, I'm not that affectionate though. Joyful, adventurous, I mean, I'm not that adventurous, but I do crave adventure. Self-confident, I hope. Prideful, I mean, I hope to a certain extent. And then it says body and style. Big mane of hair, I mean, my hair is frizzy. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> Designer labels, we're working on it. We are building the collection. <laughs> Luxurious fabrics, I mean, some sophisticated lines. <gasps> yes my abstract faces hello gold jewelry i love gold jewelry red skin hair tones red skin hair tones no 
and freckles i do not have freckles okay well overall how am i feeling after reading this i feel like many of those things are true you know i went like commenting along but i feel like yeah i'm pretty at peace with like this description and it taught me a lot about myself so like now i'm more aware of certain limits and i need to make sure that i don't like overstep or like overweigh into one side because i don't want those negative like effects to come to light but i do have a question and this is for anybody who knows about astrology listening to this like all of these traits that i mentioned i'm reading off a site that says rising signs like a leo rising are these the same qualities as somebody who has a leo sun you know because like i have leo friends and i was thinking about them when i was reading this and i was like the, the, some of these things are like them but you know like does just being leo whether it be sun moon or rising guarantee these qualities or are there different qualities for leo sun leo rising or leo moon that like please help me <laughs> okay so now let's read about my moon so it says your moon is cancer what does it mean and this is the same site from before okay so it says individuals born under a cancer moon have a sentimental streak and are arguably the most emotionally sensitive of those born under moons okay now i feel like we're going to talk about like a lot during this cancer section um about being emotional and i really struggle with this because i feel like i can be really emotional over dumb stuff but for bigger stuff i can be not emotional at all you know like really bad things that have happened to me like i haven't shed a tear over them but other like if i'm just stressed with schoolwork then i can easily cry so that's why i don't know whether or not to actually consider myself emotional anyway or maybe it's just the hormones <laughs> okay so but when hurt they they clam up or go on the defense the moon is at home in cancer okay what, what's that supposed to mean um which gives <laughs> which gives those with this sign a striking depth of feeling and imagination i mean i feel like i have imagination like i do feel a lot of things i think that's true in terms of imagination i feel like i can imagine a lot but not in the sense of like fairy tales but just like i like my mind can wander a lot i do think so they are responsive to everything around them mm -hmm. and that's why they are wary of rushing into new situations with strange people this 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 is this is this like whenever i'm like on a date like i get so nervous and i i just i don't feel like myself like in new situations with new people one-on-one -on -one, like in that context i don't know it, it gets like really tense for me like close off i i don't know it's really weird but yes i feel like it's due to this is this your moon sign the moon is cancer's ruling planet emphasizing the si the sign's tidal moons and changing lunar phase the cancer moon is changeable and might run hot or cold with a slight shift of the atmosphere wow i did not understand it says a water sign with many moods what do you mean i'm just gonna keep reading oh okay yeah yeah this is just like the description <laughs> i'm sorry um this is a sensitive water sign moon with many moods even if the cancer moon isn't saying anything others will feel their presence and whatever their emotions are feeling yeah i think that can happen a lot like even if i'm upset you, you can just tell if you're with me especially if you know me well those lucky to have them in their lives um, can enjoy warm affection and a sense of intimacy, whether as a friend or a romantic pa partner. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> For them, every encounter is meaningful. That is true. And it gives weight to all their relationships. That is also true. <laughs> 
They have strong maternal instincts. Uh, I don't know about that. And love to take care of everyone, especially the vulnerable. Hmm, maybe. Some Cancer Moon may men, I'm not a man, but may find it challenging since they're not supposed to feel too much. Oh, I can get that. Like, I can understand that. <laughs> um, when Cancer is depressed, it is like a child lost in a sea of emotion. That is true. It helps if the Cancer Moon has an emotional outlet, for instance, through performance or podcasting <laughs> to upload all that emotional intensity. It has been done before and it works. You can ex you can find expression through performance. <gasps> really? Each life experience is remembered as an emotional impression and held on to forever. Yeah. This is a blessing and a curse. A moon cancer may forgive, but they never forget. <gasps> wow. Imaginative spirit. Their powerful memories can be woven into story, music, and art in a way that pu that pulls all the heartstrings of their audiences or loved ones. I don't think I'm that gifted, but I would love to develop it. <laughs> the dark side is that they'll nurture a wound for a long time, sometimes keeping it one foot firmly rooted in the past. Ooh. The Cancer Moon has a delicate sensitivity that may be kept well hidden out of protection. Wow, you know what's interesting? Like, even if you guys don't actually know me, like, in person, if you've listened to a couple of my episodes and you feel like I, you kind of know, like, my personality, like, you're, you can probably be listening along and be like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Or, oh, no, I don't think that's accurate. I think that is so cool. Oh, my gosh. This is so fun. <laughs> Let me know if you want me to do, like, personality tests and stuff on here. I think that would be pretty fun. I, I would like that. Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, where was I? Protection? Ugh, where was I? Okay, I don't know. I'm just gonna read from here. The Cancer Moon has a delicate sensitivity that may be kept well hidden out of protection, but they demand a lot from those they love. Yes. And might test others' loyalty without revealing their own feelings. <laughs> Oops. This behavior comes from a fear of being rejected or left alone that has uh, its roots deep in the psyche. <laughs> oh, I also need to clarify. Like, when I was doing my birth chart, I didn't know my exact time of birth. Like, I knew it was 7 p.m., and it was like between 7 and 7.15. So I didn't even have the minute clear. And the website I got it done asked up to the second. So I just put like random numbers in there. So I don't know if that like heavily affects this. If it does, then I'm just going to appear like a clown. <laughs> but anyways, um, let's see. Where was I? Oh my gosh, I cannot interrupt. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, next, a homebody. Those with the moon and cancer refill the well at home and need a solid base of unflagging support true even if they're out in public a lot they need the touched the touchstone of that home base definitely they also need lots of solitude to calm those turbulent emotional moods they experience 100 percent, as well as when they pick up like a psychic so sponge from others mm -hmm. when all at this place they'll be emboldened to show their true strength You'll find out they feel the most at home looking at the moon in the houses. Wow. They represent scenes and activities. And it's the house where you feel most alone. More, the house where you feel most at home. Strong and sensitive. Life with such a complex soul as a cancer moon. Wow, I'm a complex soul. Is bound to be both challenging and exquisitely rewarding. <laughs> Get hints to the cancer moon looking at the water element. When there's too much or too little. The ideal mate understands that they're both strong and sensitive, with wild fluctuations between two extremes. Yeah, you'll win their trust if you provide shelter when they're vulnerable and encouragement when they're ready to take on the world. It's very hard for Cancer Moon to trust others um, since they can be so deeply hurt. If he lets you in, chances are he won't let go. 
but if he does let go it won't be pretty and you could expect a lot of hot and cold behavior from a cancer moon x can't relate to that <laughs> they're apt to keep you close until they found someone new and then they'll give you the final shove you might mistake this for them still needing you but that's not the case keywords intuitive not really gentle i don't know nurturing maybe protective oh <laughs> sympathetic refined imaginative loyal the shadow side clingy critical 1000 percent moody secretive manipulative needy evasive <laughs> quality element cardinal and water uh i don't know how to feel about that one i definitely resonated more with the leo um mm, yeah a lot of those things just like left me with questions i'm not too sure how to feel about that related a bit to some things but to the majority i i don't think that's me so yeah um anyways i do think this was really interesting thanks for that question i feel like astrology was something i just had to talk to at some point and maybe in the future if i'm more knowledgeable or if i get together with somebody who is more knowledgeable we could have like a good chat about this because i think that it's a really interesting topic um so yeah thanks for the amazing question i had a lot of fun chatting about it the other question for today comes from Jose and he asks how to cope with failure quickly. <gasps> Ugh, I know why you're asking this. <laughs> okay, well, I have a couple of things to say. First of all, time heals all wounds. I know this is advice that you can like hear and just sort of roll your eyes at, but it is what has helped me in the past and I just sort of thought of this answer based on situations in which I felt like I had quote-unquote failed um so yeah the main thing is that time heals all wounds even if it feels like the end of the world right now you just need to keep living your life in the future you'll see how you were able to overcome it and how you were able to move on from that rough spot and like flourish again it seems really far away but trust me like you'll be able to get there a, a bit more of a practical tip is to just keep busy and i don't mean this in the way that you're like avoiding your emotions but i do think there's something to be said for the fact that when we feel like we failed or we're really sad we tend to just want to not do anything at all and we tend to just want to kind of like lock ourselves in ourselves and lie in bed all day but i think that the best solution is the complete opposite to keep your mind thinking to do things and you know avoid your mind from automatically sulking towards that place if you're sitting in your bed all day then obviously your mind is going to start thinking about those sad things and beating yourself up about it but if you're able to keep like a healthy rhythm and keep occupied then that's going to give your mind something else to grasp and sure like maybe at night before you go to sleep your mind will like wander back to that negative thought which is like inevitable but i think that at least for a bigger chunk of the day to keep yourself busy and to put your mind towards something else and to make it focus on something else can be really beneficial for like your present moment 
um, energy or like feeling or mood. If you feel like this failure was spe specific in one area of your life, I say that right now you try to invest in other areas of your life to kind of like prove your subconscious that you are still worthy. And even if one thing in one area of your life didn't work out, that you still have all of these other beautiful areas to attest to and that say so much more about you, you know, that like you're not just this one thing that went wrong. I think that in this moment of your life, like if you're going through trying to cope with a failure, I think or quote-unquote failure um i think that it's super important for you to treat yourself with compassion it's normal for you know the process of responding to a failure like other aspects in your life to kind of slow down to maybe like sense differences in yourself and i think that's totally normal and you need to be very loving and accepting towards yourself with it you can't beat yourself up and you can't hold yourself to the standards you normally would it's just impossible because you're dealing with a significant loss or a significant wound and sometimes we need to slow down in order to respond to that and i feel like we need to be really accepting towards ourselves in this moment what i always say everything happens for a reason we may not understand why certain quote-unquote failures happen in our lives when they occur but i think that with time we'll be able to understand what it means in the great scheme of things why it needed to happen that way what things happening that way allowed the future to hold if that makes sense and why you know your life needed to play out in this way everything has like a greater justification that at some point will be revealed to you so if you feel like you need that closure then just hold on don't wait for it because it could take a while but know that at some point it will be revealed to you also i would say just surround yourself with people that boost your self-esteem after these quote-unquote failures it's really normal for us to look at ourselves in a pretty negative way and treat ourselves like badly and not think too highly of ourselves so it's okay to like admit to yourself that maybe you need other people around you to help you boost that self-image and i think that is so important because that's what people around you are for at the end of the day so go to your close friends and your family and you know if you need like a pep talk from them or just go back to resources that make you feel worthy you know cards that people have written you or just things that make you feel proud of who you are to kind of build back up that self-esteem i must say just keep getting up in the mornings even if a failure or what you consider a failure is so huge that you feel like your life is over you need to keep going and even if you know it's just simple tasks like getting up and taking a shower i feel like that is so much and that proves so much so i feel like even those things that seem overwhelming, you know, keep taking care of yourself, keep getting up, keep working, keep doing what you're able to do in that moment so that, you know, like you keep progressing as a person and you don't let this one thing consume you. And I want to close off this section with a quote that I came across the other day and it says, there are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind and that's by c.s lewis and i think that's really important because when we go through a failure we think that's everything we are and we think that defines like our entire existence and that there's nothing else to life but let me tell you that there are going to be more opportunities for you to excel in the future and you just have to keep going in order to achieve them and in the future you're going to look back on this quote-unquote failure and tell yourself that it wasn't all that bad as you made it out to be in your head so just keep working keep getting up every day i believe in you and you are so very worthy so don't let one little rock in the road 
pull you down <laughs> and with that being said thank you guys so much for sending in these questions for the q a i loved talking about them and make sure you submit more questions for the next q a and i guess i'll see you guys on thursday bye well that's about it for this episode i would like to clarify that i am not a specialist everything i share is based off of my experience and what i've learned don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at TheAST Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, thestypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest, and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time, and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in, have a beautiful week, and a wonderful existence.